There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome loves to this week's episode of In My Truth where I have my friend Anna Massey joining me. We've known each other for quite a number of years and this happens to me often but I can't actually remember how or where we met. I have no idea either. <laughs> Entourage? Yeah but oh, I don't know I just remember I thought you were like just such an amazing person when you set up your accounting firm and I kind of knew you before that but I, I guess it was Entourage. Maybe. It seems like that's where I, I found all my like <laughs> women that inspire me. Thanks, Entourage. And League of Extraordinary Women, maybe. I don't know. We were in the vortex anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank for you for me. coming on. It's great to have you on the show um, and great to just see you and connect with you again. It's been a while. I know. It's been ages, but I've been following you and I can't tell you how much I'm just like, I want to be like her. Oh. <laughs> Well, some days maybe, but let me tell you, there are other days where you do not want to be me. <laughs> we all have those we days, all have don't worry. That is, that is correct. All right, Anna, tell us a little bit about you and where you're at right now, professionally, personally, whatever you, whatever comes to mind. Okay, so I guess I, as I met you quite a few years ago, um, I was in like that pinnacle point of business growth and I had um, my nanny agency and nannying has like been 
the thing I fall back on for the last 20 years, I began nannying at 14. I'm now 34. I'm like, can I swear on here? Yes, yeah, swear away. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I still doing as a nanny? But, you know, I think as any entrepreneur, we have like that, that thing that we need to make us money when other, when our businesses aren't. Anyhow, right now I am trying to remove myself from nannying. I really want to get back into building my personal brand. My vision in life is to like be an online leader and have the freedom and flexibility to raise children from anywhere in the world. And whether that's a stepchild or my own child, I am totally open to either of that. But I somehow have let fear override my whole life for the last few years and all my dreams of being this online leader just disappear. (laughs) And so then you have to find the next job and the next job and the next job to make ends meet. And I'm not going to lie, like fear riddles my life from financials to relationships to career. And I am an extremely confident person, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's, it's overtaken me for far too long. And, um, I thought, you know, what a great opportunity to talk to you about this right now when like the universal energy is changing so much and it's like time to step out of your comfort zone. And I will literally spend all weekend listening to astrology and what's happening in the universal energy this month and like what the fuck we have to do to change our world and change our life. And the thing is, and I don't compare myself, but This last few weeks, I have seen every coach that I've ever looked up to either having a child or living the European dream. And and I'm like, that's my dream too. Why have I let this overtake me? And we'll get into the things that have, uh, have overtaken. But like, I think the other thing is I lived in Sydney for many years and, you know, you really just have to become confident in when you're either in, in a big city and I um, traveled the world as a nanny when I was really young and I had this mm-hmm. like, nothing's going to break me mentality. And then, um, you know, and I, and I lived in Sydney for many years and had that as well, but I, I truly was broken in Sydney <laughs> by the end. And that's why I had to move back to Brisbane. So now it's like, get your shit together, Anna. There's no more time to lose. Believe in yourself but I've just noticed this whole fear is like really stuck in every part of my life. And even though I do the work, I journal the fuck out of my life every single day, manifest like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) I know I've got like the strongest intuition, but I still let it take over. Mm, It's so interesting what you said about being confident, but still having this fear. And I can totally Mm. relate to that. Like I'm and it's, it's interesting because a lot of people, particularly over the last six months or so, as I've been sharing more of like what's really going on for me, people have reached out and said, oh, I just, I always thought you were so confident I, or I always thought you were this or I always thought you were that. And it's kind of weird because I'm like, well, I am, I am confident. I am all of those things, but confidence doesn't preclude us from yeah. potentially feeling, you know, some self-doubt or feeling we're not enough or whatever. Like I can clearly articulate a message, you know, and hold myself, but that doesn't mean that before I got on stage, I wasn't worried or it doesn't mean that I'm, I might be talking about something that I'm very familiar with. It doesn't mean I'm not feeling fear around something else. So I can totally relate to that. I also relate, this is something that um, came to me the other day as well. Like 
being open and um, communicative is also not necessarily the same thing as being in your truth. So, you know, mm. I've, I've always been quite an open person as well. Um, so, you know, in a way people could be like, oh, you're sharing all this truth, but I've always found you really open. And I have always been open and willing to be somewhat vulnerable, but I think there's just another layer to it. Like there's more, there's more depth, there's more, you can, st- you can be open, but you can be still being quite, you can be open, but being selective about what you share. And it still could be vulnerable stuff but it might not be the whole story. So I don't know. I feel totally kind of opened a bit of can of worms for me as well. I think there's two parts to that. Like we can be in our truth and vulnerable and open and real and raw. Doesn't mean we're living the life that we want to be living. Mm. And like that's, I'm exactly the same as you, but by no means am I where I want to be? Am I in that place that I should be? Am I doing the things that I'm really good at? And I think, the reason I think this has all come to fruition for me is I got a phone call from someone I met when I was a nanny in London 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And he rang me last week. I was in London last year and we caught up and he rang me. He's like, where's all your like inspiration gone? And I was like, Oh, it's gone. The confidence is gone. And he goes, you know what? You're the most amazing relationship building person. Like that's your skill. And I was like, okay, nothing that I'm doing is based on that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know what, when I am doing that, I am living my truth. I'm doing what I was born to do. I'm super just in flow. Everything just rolls easily because obviously that's, you know, the thing that I enjoy and I'm good at. And so that's the first part I think about we you can be you know what your truth is doesn't mean you're living it. Mm. Because like society tells us when we're little that we're meant to get the nine to five job and we're meant to, you know, do everything as our parents did it the hard way, I reckon. (laughs) That's the first part. And then I hate to be honest, but I think as we're trying to step up and be vulnerable and be honest and be real, real and raw, the people that know us best, that they find that hard. So and they're not willing to do that work and be like that. And, you know, they all use drugs and alcohol and all these other things to suppress the pain that they're going through rather than, you know, meditating and doing the yoga or getting up and doing a daily routine. And so then they pull you down and then that pulls, you know, all your truth and all your um, self-belief to go. Mm. So it's just this terrible cycle really where, you know, people like us are not trying to get ahead but just like do what we were born to do the way we were born to do it and Mm. it's it's not easy to do (laughs) so then the fear comes no I agree and I think I feel like my really my journey into truth probably started I mean I've, I've always had a relationship with truth that's been interesting I feel like I've I grew up very like mum kind of drilled it into me to be honest. And I, I always was honest. And then as a teenager, I started, and this comes down to boys and men, to be honest. Um, I started like things would happen. Like I would cheat on my boyfriend and then I would tell him and then he would break up with me and everyone would be like, Oh, I can't believe Sarah did that. But I would see everyone else doing the same thing, but just not telling people about it. And I was like, yeah, huh, this is weird. Like, I thought I was meant to be really open and honest about everything I was feeling, everything I was going through, everything I was experiencing, everything I do. Um, but everyone else is living a lie and they seem to be getting, getting off a little easier. So I kind of feel like I went down a path of exploring like 
every element of like, okay, what happens when you do tell the truth? What happens when you don't? What happens when you sit somewhere in between? And, you know, ultimately I've settled on just wanting to be completely fucking open and transparent because I'm sick of holding anything in that's not me because I guess I explored all those different ways and it didn't feel right for me. But I feel like two and a half years ago when I, my marriage ended and I started kind of, I guess, settling back into myself after 15 years of two back-to-back committed monogamous relationships, uh, I started going down this path of like trying to understand myself a bit more and trying to get to my truth. And it is interesting, like it confronts people when you start to just say what you really think and feel. And my truth doesn't need to be anybody else's, but it, it, but it is mine and I want to speak it and own it and share it. So I can relate to and have experienced that resistance that it brings up for other people sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I, and I totally understand, you know, I grew up with a sister with uncontrollable epilepsy. So like, I guess that's the other part of stepping into your truth. You've got to f- somehow in difficult circumstances, you want to stand out from the crowd. And if that's in a family circumstance or in business or whatever it might be, like you learn that from a young age and then it transitions through our years and how we evolve and, and do business and life. And, you know, honesty is the best policy. And my mom told me that too. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, mom. And then I look at people that lie through their teeth and I'm like, Okay, well, why can't I be like them occasionally? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we, we want to give it a try, but it doesn't end up being the thing. So No. <laughs> Let's get back to your fear. So you, you kind of opened with saying that fear is kind of running through every area of your life. So describe it to me. Yeah. So I think this has been a big awakening just in the last sort of month. I realized... Um, like fear holds me back so much in business. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, I've tried and failed and I've had like the shiny object syndrome for like ever. No one has their belief in me anymore because it's just like from one thing to the next to the next. And I have so many freaking ideas as I'm sure all entrepreneurial women do, but really none of them have worked. And, you know, I guess people class work in the fact that it makes you money. Mm-hmm. Not that it helps you evolve, not that it helps you grow, like all of those other things. So that's like the number one fear. And because I haven't been able to overcome that and I haven't been able to overcome it because dear friends and my father have said nasty things over the last 12 months. And, you know, even though they say, you know, you shouldn't care what other people say, think and say, etc., when it's like, People have accused you of cheating. People have um, accused you of, you know, well, telling you um, incapable and dumb and all these things. You know, you get to a point after four or five times of being told these things that you, you're stuck <laughs> and you don't know what to believe. So that's like the overarching part of it. But then I kind of woke up to the fact that, okay, yeah, from that Financially, I have been stuck for a very long time and that's why I've had to continue to nanny and go back to jobs and things like that. Um, It doesn't mean that my vision has like, yeah, my vision did go for a while, but it's back. Hence why I'm like, let's remove the fear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, then I realised, okay, so I have fear around success. I have fear around like, you know, it's easy to say I want to go make that million dollars, but like the fear around actually not necessarily doing the work, but like 
you know, to do the work now, you have to be seen. And so there's the fear around that because I'm worried what people are going to say and think. And I, I really shouldn't care less because it's like my vision, my dreams. And I know that when I'm living that ultimate life that I want to work towards, a lot of people will be like, holy shit, how did she do it? But, and then relationships, you know, it, I'm shit scared of like falling in love and, you know, and I have honestly not had a proper relationship since I was like 16. So it's, it's time to like step up in every area, but mm. why is some like someone so confident, so scared mm. and, you wouldn't think that I am, but then I just realized it's all throughout like every area, probably spiritually is the only area that it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm so like committed to that. So um, aware of the growth that it provides me. Um, I like 100% know that like the universe is taking care of everything, how it's meant to. That's the only area, but everything else, it's like far out. I it, like take 10 steps forward and then a hundred steps backwards. (laughs) And it's been like that for years. Do you think it's because like on the spiritual side, I'm just thinking about your reflection there that you can kind of see it in all the other areas, but in on the spiritual side, it seems to, you just keep going forward, right? You just keep diving in and seeing, do you think that's because like, there's no real yardstick and there's no real, like, I suppose you could compare yourself to like a spiritual guru or something like that, but like, you're probably right. I'm never going to be. Well, you're just not really judging yourself against anything. Like there's no, I could see like if you were spiritual in the sense that you were going to church and there was like the doctrine around religion and like all the rules, maybe you would be in the same trap, but because my sense of your spirituality is more kind of just connecting with self and meditation and things like that. I mean, you're not like, maybe doesn't nobody even necessarily knows that you do that like you just get up and do it in the morning right like it's not really a thing like a part of a of anything so I'm thinking through like these other areas like there's yardsticks there's measurables there's other people's opinions there's other people people can see you they can talk to you about it they can comment and then is it like just the fear that it'll fail that it won't work like the relationship or the business Um, or whatever because I guess it hasn't worked out in the past in, in different ways, but it, but you know, it's kind of like hindered me for like three to four years. Why so long? Why, Mm. why have I let it affect me in different, you know, one week it might be money. The next week it might be someone pulling me down. The next week it might be, you know, not like I'm just too scared to go have that fulfilling relationship. Like it's, and you just look at it in a shell and go, Mm -hmm. well, some people would look at it actually and go, you know, she's so focused on her vision and her dreams that the rest has to wait. But I am, I've worked through that. I believe we can have it all and we can have it all at the the same time. And we don't have to work our asses off like 40, 50 hours a week. We, you know, we've got such a great, um, systems and automation and all of that to make life easier and realistically everything so you can anyway so exactly you know, that's the thing <laughs> they don't sit in isolation so you couldn't even if you were super successful in business but yeah. if you were miserable in the other areas you know what i mean like it has to it's all connected so that's why you're saying you're feeling that fear everywhere and i have the same thing and sometimes it shows up greater in one like one will be a highlight like definitely for me right now the season of my life that I'm moving through and trying to figure out is this romantic relationship piece. Yeah. And I can easily sit, I, I'm, you know, opposite to you in that I've been 
serially serial relationship ist whatever is that a word i don't know <laughs> i think most women are opposite to me don't worry i'm yeah very well, different i don't know <laughs> I'm just, i've just always been in a relationship and on the one hand you could say well i know how to be in a relationship and i know how to kind of make that work but on the other hand i could look at it and say and i have been looking at it up until the last few days i've had a little bit of an epiphany well i'm not there yet but you know, I have been looking at it as failed relationships. Yeah. Like, and what what's wrong with me that I can't make them work? And I was like, just literally talking to my therapist this morning about it. And I was like, I think I need to go back and like reflect and almost rewrite the story that I'm telling myself about each of these relationships because they did work. They served a purpose. Yeah. I wanted to be in a relationship and I was in a relationship yeah. and I was getting whatever I got out of it and, you know, relationships contain and everything happens within that container, good, bad and ugly, that's fine. But I feel that I've latched onto the breakup stories in each of them. Like, right. and not the good let, of them. Yeah. Just let that define the whole thing and seen it as like, Oh, wrong guy. Oh, wrong guy. Oh, wrong guy. As if I'm like searching for the one. And then I realized I don't even believe in that. Like, I just believe there are amazing, beautiful people that we can spend time with. Like, yeah, I don't know if they're, one person for the rest of my life maybe there is maybe there isn't I'm very open to whatever that looks like so it's kind of just dawned on me literally this morning and yesterday that I was like shit I need to start looking at this the same way that I look at my business like not all my businesses have worked I've chosen life as an entrepreneur Mm. which rather than choosing life in this particular business and then being like oh business a failed so I'm a failure it's more like I'm choosing life as an entrepreneur and I'll do a bunch of businesses and some of them will work and some of them won't. And some of them will absolutely fucking crush and other ones will like Fine. be like a snail and that's okay. Oh, yeah. Like, because it's, it's life as an entrepreneur that I'm choosing. And I suppose if I look at it that way, I've chosen life in relationship for the last 20 years. And right now I'm choosing life, you know, in a different context. I want my relationships to be a little bit different, a bit more open, a bit more I, like free. I'm more open to having multiple relationships at once. That's something that I'm exploring now. And that's, already I've been two years on that path and there's been like fucking disasters there all around, but there's also been some beautiful success and I'm trying to put that lens. Yeah. Actually, this is coming to me as I'm talking, but I want to put that. That's good. Oh yeah. Thank you. I want to put that lens on relationship as well, that I'm choosing to explore open relationship and more expansive love. And that's the choice I'm making for my life. And within that, a lot of things are going to happen. Yeah, this yeah. is good stuff. Some people are going to like it's it. Good. Some people aren't. <laughs> we, we could, when you say open relationship, do you mean like different partners at once or do you mean um, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to include marriage. It can be, you know, whatever your version is. I think both. Like I definitely am more on the non-monogamy open path where I could have multiple connections at once. I have someone you need to talk to on another (laughs) podcast interview about this. Oh, great. I'm not the right person, but I can, I know someone because I've, I, I'm very different. Yeah. Yeah. And each to their own and all of everything in life is about exploring and figuring out what is right for you in any sense. Just like we were talking about in business, like you have a lot of ideas and you chase the shiny object. Mm. So that's not right or wrong. It's for, I always think 
because I also have a lot of ideas and I do get distracted. Um, but I also know myself, if I tried to focus on one thing, I don't believe that would be to my strength. Mm. I believe I would get bored and disengaged. So I've, I've figured out over the years how to harness myself best as an entrepreneur. And what that, that, uh, cocktail looks like, I guess for me is I spend 80% of my time on one dedicated business, which was wealth enhancers and is now grow my team. And then 20% of my time, I do other things. I have the League of Extraordinary Women. I, you know, through my super fund, I've bought into a business called Airbnb hands-free. I like to volunteer and be part of different entrepreneur mentorship programs. Now, I feel like with those, with 20% of my time going toward these different little things, that's kind of the perfect cocktail for me to maintain the most of my focus on grow my team as it is right now, but Mm. still have enough like variety and uh, creativity happening in my brain that I don't stagnate. There are other entrepreneurs that are like hundred percent, I'm doing this, this is going to work. And and they just like, Sarah, you're fucking crazy. Like, why would you even do something? But it's, I think it's our job as entrepreneurs to figure out how do we harness ourselves best? What is most natural to us? And there is no right or wrong. And relationships are the same. Everything is the same, right? Yeah. No, you're you're 100%. I think the thing, like, I guess majority of your friends though are entrepreneurs now. And I like have really noticed that when I'm in that circles, you fly because women, we all understand that we work very differently. We're very open to how we work. However, you take yourself away from that community and fuck people pull you down because they're so stuck in the old school ways. And that's, I think, where the fear creeps in because until you're like, you know, doing really well and, and, and you know, managing every area of life really well, then, of course, they've got nothing to question except your success. But until you're at that point, just this age and stage that I'm at, I really feel people like... They, they want to pull you down. They want to find everything wrong with how you're doing life, even though they might be a stay-at-home mum and, you know, not making a dollar themselves. They'll, they'll pull you down. And that's where I feel women just can lose their momentum, lose their focus, lose their self-confidence. And, you know, no way's right, no way's wrong. But people... Yeah, that it just gets so caught up and that's why then the fear steps in and then you stop doing what you're born to do. And so it's really good that you know how to manage your cocktail of life mm, well, and don't let external sources. Yeah, I think it's a constant journey and I certainly like have very much struggled a, a, a number of times over different things in the last six to 12 months um, professionally and in relationship and all of that. So, but I think it's, you know, I, I know myself to it, to a degree that I can come back to center and add that new growth and everything, all the new lessons into the mix. But what, what I was thinking as you're talking about other people pulling you down is like, how is that serving you? It doesn't. Because you could You could just get away from those people. Yeah. And why are you not? Well, some of them I have. Um, One of them in Mm -hmm. particular, no one will hear this, is my father. My father. And so this might be the other area. (laughs) This might be the other area. So I think when we're young girls, we go after the men that are like our dads. Mm -hmm. And I really noticed that over sort of the last 10 years. I have a father that's very strong and he um very dominant and unfortunately he gave up his career when my sister was very sick 
um, when, when I have a brother as well. So there was three young kids. My sister's having 150 seizures a day. My mum was doing a PhD and my dad, um, he's someone that tries and as soon as it gets hard, he gives up. And I mm-hmm. have that so stuck in me. <laughs> Hence why the shiny object syndrome is like, Mm -hmm. what's next, what's next, what's next? But I'm very aware of that. So, Well, when he criticises you, is he really just criticising himself? Yeah. He's he's just seeing things in you. And that's not to say that you are the same as him, but from what you're saying to me right now, it feels like he's seeing things in you that are like him, not all of you, but these parts of you, and he's criticising because it's a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's correct. So he's hard to get away from the rest. Yeah, they have, they have dropped off here and there. I have a best friend that, um, she says some nasty things when she's a bit drunk because she's very, uh, you know, anti this way of life. Mm. It's easier to, to live off a man than do what you just like have your dreams too. But anyhow, I manage that really well and I just sort of let it go. But yeah, otherwise I have removed myself from those sorts of people, but it's taken a long time and it's taken a long time to realize like also like the men that I go after are so like my dad and they're very narcissistic and you don't, mm. you don't realize it till it's too late. And then you're like deflated and you, your self-worth just goes out the window. But you know, it's taken time to learn and recognize the similarities time and time and time again. And that's why it's like, yeah, let go of the fear. Like for so long, there was someone that I had in my life and I literally didn't want to step up and be me and shine because he has a big personality, not a big personality, a big, um, He's very successful, extremely successful. And I was like, well, then the light's not going to be on him and that's, you know, going to cause an issue, whereas I should have been like, you know what, mm. fuck it, we can, like, do this together. Yeah, and if he doesn't like it, then if something like that shifted your dynamic where you being successful in a relationship, you know, shifted the, the, the dynamic, then maybe it would just be like a new relationship or a new or a time to change. Like, but holding ourselves back is not totally, that's not our truth, right? Like that's not serving us. So no, well, that's why I've ended up where I am because I haven't um, been able to, to come to terms with like, I'm now in a very much, you can have like, and lifestyle and more. Yeah. Abundant versus like a scarcity mindset. Yeah. I think like, it's interesting to, I ask myself when I get caught in these little drama stories, like, Mm. and it's hard, it's hard to like dig into it, but it's like, how is it actually serving me? Like, how does this story that all of the people are pulling me down and all of the people don't understand and I can't shine with these people and how does that serve you? Well, it doesn't at the end of the day, like it destroys you. Well, it doesn't, but that's, it's, yeah it's true it's giving us something though like I was thinking about this I actually think it's a bit of an excuse that we use for ourselves at times like well yeah it's um, not your fault then it's their fault it's an externality as to why you're not successful exactly whereas you know what if I just went turn the page it's a new day get on with life then you know I wouldn't be where I am I would be flying I would be very you know 
the confidence would be next level confidence, but living my truth confidence and doing like the things that like I'm, I'm meant to do and focused on the variety, but focused on it the right way, not a means to an end. Mm, Cause as we're talking, I'm thinking about my negative stories about each relationship. And usually I've thought about the person I've been in relationship with and what they've kind of done like wrong, wrong or why I was so much better than them. <laughs> you know, I do try to own my shit, but I think I, I also get in the, the story of like, this is how they treated me. This is how it was. And that's why it didn't work out. And I'm like, how did that serve me? Well, basically it meant that it wasn't my fault when the relationship ended. Yeah. It meant that I could play like a bit of a victim that I could believe the story that I'm an amazing partner and like, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone else is just missing out. It's their fault. Like I'm like, oh my god, it actually. But that's probably because you're hurting. Yeah. And when you're hurting, you yeah. you you know you look at all the bad. You want to blame. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want to blame. I'm it a on. bit different. I'm kind of like the peacekeeper. Mm. I'll um I'll always like want to make amends mm-hmm. and not necessarily like work it out, but recognize that there's always like another, op- another chance, another, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. Like, yeah, it's fucking hard and it hurts. Don't get me wrong. Like, but yeah, I kind of look at the good in it all. And, and I've trained myself now to go, oh, well, mm. there's always another one out there. <laughs> there's always going to be someone better. <laughs> That's like, there will always be another business, another idea. Yeah. Another thing for you to throw yeah. yourself into. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like now I'm starting to recognize that, like, as I grow, what I necessarily wanted maybe in that relationship isn't what I want now. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I'll talk about children. So I have grown up where forever I was like, no, definitely don't want kids. Like, my sister needs a lot of, needs 24 seven care. And um, at some point in time, that will fall into my responsibility. So I've always been like, I will take care of that because my brother will be fucking useless doing that. But, you know, I I know how to do it. And I gave up a lot of my youth caring for her. And um, that's why I had like time overseas and time in Sydney to get away from it all. And then of late, I, I guess I've always been attracted to men that um, come with a child and I've nannied for men, like I currently nanny for a really hard circumstance where it is split parents. Kids go from mums to dads each week and they've both got new partners, but I've just always like seen myself playing that stepmother role. Mm. Anyhow, I guess it might be because all my friends are now having babies and getting married, etc. but like my whole inner self has completely changed and now I'm like well I actually think I'd like a baby but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to be um permanently like married to that that father like we can co-parent and we can do it very unconventionally (laughs) because that's kind of where the world's going and a lot of marriages don't work and so why put this child through you know the hard stuff if it's not needed to and I'm, I'm now thinking like that extreme because the fear I have of having a fulfilling like and successful loving relationship is so deep. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's the other end of the scale where I can have a bit of it all <laughs> and not mm-hmm. um, 
have to maybe work through this like real big fear of fuck what if it doesn't work out what if it all falls apart what if we ended up hating each other like yeah it's it's crazy so there's no right or wrong no (laughs) yeah I'm realizing as you're speaking like I've always thought I've always been in the camp of like I won't have kids and I'm curious about why and as you're speaking I'm like I also love the idea of being a step parent because I'm like, well, that'd be great. Like I can have a kid in my life, but it doesn't have to, I'm realizing what it is. It doesn't have to be my responsibility if the thing's fucked up or not. (laughs) Because I think as I've moved through like all the challenges in my own life, I feel like, oh my God, like raising a human just seems like so difficult. Like, do I really want to watch a little human go through like all the challenge that we have to face all of the time? And all that I have to play to be the one to like guide them and shape them. And I'm like, yeah, if I could be a step parent, then it's like, it's that half, half in, right? Like I can just be there and get some of the experience, but not have to be responsible for it. Or yeah. Have to yeah. fail, I guess. I, I totally get that. And it's bizarre. Like it's seriously been like a six week turnaround for me where I'm now like, actually, like I've always been open to, finding a surrogate or like finding a donor, whatever needed. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean I wanted it. I was just like, yeah, of course you've got to be open to those ideas because my track record is not good. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm totally up for having a baby. And I now am looking at it as this is going to sound so bad, but I don't mean it like it's going to sound like as a business grows, like that's the same thing that occurs with a child. And so, you know, it starts with very little, you know, needing not too much amount of time and energy and effort. And then it just grows and grows and grows. And, you know, that's, I feel like how I maybe need to step into my feminine by accepting that I would be a great mum and that I deserve to be a mum because I've been pushing, like I've been resistant to that for 34 years. Mm. And if I um, maybe accept that that's something that I really do want. And to be honest, I see an energy healer and she made me aware of this. And she was like, I think the things you have been saying you don't want for a long time, you actually do want. And as I've started to accept it, Mm. I'm seeing, you know, how my confidence is coming back in the right ways. And like, I'm, I'm recognizing, yeah, I've got all this fear, but how do we remove it to go and live that dream life? And the dream life's always been, you know, to have your kind of lifestyle and, some kind of children that come and go or, or with me permanently, whatever. And yeah, it's just, I think helping me bring the pain to the surface to let it go, to step into my truth really. Mm. Yeah. My friend, Rachel, who's going to be on one of the upcoming shows actually shared Rachel Gomez. She shared a book with me at some point a couple of years ago called feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. It's Susan Jeffers, if I remember correctly, but um, I like that concept. Like we all have fear all the time. It's coming up, shows up in different areas of our life. But I think the trick is to just do it anyway. Like to be like, okay, fear, I see you. Thank you. You're here. Thank you very much for being here and showing up yet again. Yeah. But you can just hang out over in the corner. And I'm just going to do it anyway. Uh, and that's kind of how I've I've pretty much lived most of my life, I think. And I definitely like sometimes the fear comes in and holds me back for a little while. Yeah. Like we sit in the room together and I don't just go out and do it, but eventually I end up saying to it, yeah, you can stay here. I'm, I'm going to head out and get going on this. 
Um, and I think that's probably been the key to, you know, some of the, I guess, progress or whatever you want to call it. I don't even want to say success because I think success is defined in so many different ways, but I guess I am successful for me because for me to travel all the time and have freedom and flexibility is what I wanted. And I am living that. That doesn't mean I'm not in pain some days and crying. doesn't mean I didn't have a breakdown last year, blah, blah, blah. But I am living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I do believe for me, it came from just yeah the fear is there. Like I have it just as much as everybody else, but I'm just, and I don't overcome it as well as some people do, but I do just sort of say to myself, all right, just keep, yeah. keep going anyway, even though you're shaking Push your boots on. or you don't believe yourself. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes we have to sit with that thing for a while. Do you really like master your vision to work through it when it's uh, when it's really a good question. holding you back? I mean, I do have like a vision for my life and I read it most days and things like that. And I've always done things like that, like some form of goal setting or visioning or visualizing, meditative manifesting thing, like just different things along the way. But I think part of it as well has been letting go of how exactly things are going to happen. And at 38 years old, I've got enough evidence now that the things that I want and desire come to fruition and I don't need to push and force them. Some, and sometimes when I take my foot off the gas and stop trying to push, it just happens, you know, just happens. falls there. And, and that is the truth, I think, is like we're so much closer to everything than we think. Yeah. Like it's just our own resistance, our own fear, exactly what we're talking about, our own belief system that gets in our way and it's amazing we all have those moments in life where yeah all of a sudden after 10 years a belief will just fall away and life completely changes and it's like shit like I could have done that 10 years ago <laughs> but for whatever reason I was still holding that belief I was holding on to yeah. it yeah how, how people say like just get out of your own way I've been really trying to get my head around that recently yeah because uh, you know, we think that we're out of our own way, but we're clearly not when nothing's falling into place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't I know it? Don't I know it, sister? <laughs> oh, this has been such an amazing chat. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a little bit on. helpful. I think it's going to be really helpful. And I think so many people, we all struggle with this stuff. Um, I think it's just like so prevalent. You know, we all feel the fear and the doubt. And I think you ask almost anyone and, and I think like self-belief and fear can exist side by side as well. Like, yeah, you know, there's a quote by Beyonce that I have on my own website and it's like, the only thing I'm willing to bet on is myself or something. Like I truly feel that. Like I believe in myself so fucking strongly, but like fear still exists. Yes. But I just think I just have this evidence enough now that I'll, I will figure it out. And that doesn't mean I won't figure it out. I'll figure it out right now. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to fucking sit around stewing in my doubt and fear sometimes. But I think overall, like I just had this self-belief that ultimately prevails. Yeah. I think also we can turn fear into a positive. It's the thing that can get us going. Like as, as scary and as hard as you know, going on the date or getting the business up and going or doing your first live or whatever it might be, use the fear as a positive and then you're going to fly faster and you're going to prove to yourself that you can do it. And 
yeah, it will all work out. It definitely will all work out if you, if you know what you want, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any takeaways from our conversation for you? Any insights, light bulb moments? Um, look, it's just good to be back doing this stuff. I love it. Like, I love creating content and I love <laughs> building relationships. And it was something that I, I guess was why I reached out to you was because I realised that it's actually really hard to to build the kind of relationships that we flourish from. It's hard to build those easily these days that it's easier to build them online. And so it's like such a catch 22. I've got all this fucking fear about getting online and doing, you know, the stuff that I'm good at, but it's really the only way I'm going to meet people like you and create the friendships that are like for the next phase in my life. And, you know, from this, if anyone wants any tips around removing fear, like, reach out because I feel that we can all do it together. And, you know, we are the game changers Mm. as the league (laughs) um, promotes and not all women are like us. And that's when the fear hits us because it's like we think we've got to be in this box. But, yeah, so I'm just really grateful that you, you said jump on and let's talk it through because now I feel like I'm ready to go again. Amazing. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to see what you do next and to support you and have you back on the show next time you're wrangling with something. I know I'm pretty much wrangling things like almost every day. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're an internal analyzer, dissector like I am, then it kind of comes with the territory and we're always trying to grow and improve and Um, I guess become more be more do more enjoy this experience that is life more so there's always questions there's always like mulling over and I'd love to just have you on as you go again as you go on your journey so thank you so much for coming oh thank you I really appreciate it Thanks for listening to this episode of In My Truth. You can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcast or sarahregalhooth.com forward slash In My Truth podcast. To stay updated on all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregalhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.